Best of paprax and and almonds. <laughs> welcome, 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 <laughs> Don't choke I'm, on the loud food. I'm your, your host. Uh, 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 it's gonna be a good show. Um, uh, 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 and uh, we got a a big a big show for you. Uh, um. um There's no way I can use this. People are gonna people are gonna turn it off immediately. You know, you know what else people want to turn off immediately? The Savage Land. To use that, it's hilarious. <laughs> Welcome back to the Savage Land. <laughs> I am your host, Jason. Please join me in welcoming our host, Matt. Uh, and Rachel. Uh, yeah, we're enthusiastic <laughs> and in the zone. What up? I'm just staying in character. Oh. Should I, do, I should probably abandon that character. Yeah, that's no, probably not a good character to use. <laughs> Uh, how's it going, guys? Other than spilling cheese at crumbs all over my front when doing that bit, <laughs> going great, I guess. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I agreed. Mm. <laughs> what were you doing? There's a hair in the microphone, and it was pop poking up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where it came from. It's copper. Are you sure? Yep. It wasn't your beard? No. It wasn't your beard when you incessantly rubbed it all over the <laughs> microphone windscreen? No. The amount of copper hairs that I find everywhere, I'm really good at telling what copper hairs look like. Are you sure it wasn't like a copper hair that was in your beard? Uh, uh, yeah, that could have been the case. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's happened. That's definitely happened before. <laughs> what, were you eating him out? Well, no, dude. You have a dog. It's, wow. It's hair everywhere. And oh. you have a beard, and shit gets in your beard, like dog hair sometimes. It's not weird. Don't get weird about it. <laughs> you made it weird. Yeah, you made it weird. I made it weird. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's it's been a hot minute, you know. Like it's been about the same exact amount of time it is every week since uh, we've reconvened. Except, I mean, for the listeners, it's been that amount of time. For for us, it's been uh, like a week and a half. So. Pay no attention to the fact that... Uh, so why would you even bring it to their attention? Well, yeah. because I, I I don't script these, okay? I don't, I don't think... Do, do, I do, you have, do you start talking and your brain's like, Dude, 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 dudes! <laughs> <laughs> this would like, be so great, say it! You're like, I can't bail now. Can't bail now. Gotta keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, just to be candid with you. Whoa, dude, backtrack, backtrack! Oh, <laughs> nope, too late. <laughs> No, that's my dating life. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize the unfortunate ramifications of that joke. Um, <laughs> um, oh man! But uh, so first of all, I guess since we 
are releasing this episode tomorrow as we're recording this. We do have the uh, fun little opportunity of being timely with our, our little news stuff. Because tomorrow, apparently, there's going to be a Civil War trailer that features heavily the first appearance of uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man. You mean today? Yeah, today as they're listening to it. Tomorrow as we're recording it. So today, podcast time line. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Podcast um, 616. So, I mean, the, the question that I'm asking here, because I'm, I, you guys know, obviously, like, I am not watching any trailers for this movie, but it's Spider-Man. And he's going to show up for the first time. And now I'm really conflicted on whether or not to watch it. It just makes me not want to watch it now. Yeah? Oh, it makes me want to watch it more than anything. Yeah, I know. Because I want to be surprised <laughs> I know. when I see the movie. Well, I do too. I don't want to see him at all. But there is that part of me that's like, dude, Matt, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. You have to watch Spider-Man. The, like, the man who idolizes Spider-Man. Yeah. Can you watch Spider-Man on the day that Spider-Man is premiered in the world? Yeah, you probably should. You're going to have to do it. I'll probably have to do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I, I'll i be like halfway through the trailer and be like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I acted without knowing. I, like, I'm right in between you guys. I have both thoughts. I'm like, on the one hand, I really would love to have the moment I first see Spider-Man be like in the movie, in the theater, and I'm just like, yeah. whoa, that's Spider-Man, holy shit. But then at the same time, I want to see Spider-Man. I want but, pictures of Spider-Man. But you know that there well, will so here's be a, pictures. So that's the problem. Yeah. That's the thing. There will be, and you're absolutely right, there will be pictures all over Facebook. Yeah. So your option is to not watch it, and then you're going to see all the pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be 400 billion memes of it. Fuck. You're, it's unavoidable. Unless, so unless I do an internet blackout for two months. For two months, exactly. Yeah. Fuck. I'm actually disappointed that they chose to do it. I yeah, think they should, I am too. I yeah, think they should not right, have though. chosen to show Spidey at all. Oh, absolutely. And I maybe they we'll, should have waited. Maybe we'll get lucky and it'll just be like a silhouette in the background. And yeah. Like, uh, it's Spidey. Or but maybe just be. Peter Parker. Which I'm fine with. I'm totally fine I, with I just seeing totally him. I would be totally fine if it was just Peter Parker. Yeah. But again, there's no way I can avoid pictures. Yeah. You know, it's good. Or if it... I mean, my bet is going to be... It's going to be picture... A Tom Holland, and then he's gonna like put a mask on or something, and that's it. I, I yeah, I could see that. I don't think it's gonna be that much. It'll be like you could, just like a red mask mm-hmm. that you can kind of barely see. Yeah, I don't know. Especially, I mean, because there. I mean, they're... is that the word? Is that there's gonna be a lot of Spider-Man footage? That's what they say. Is he's gonna be featured heavily? Fuck. Oh. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, that's. Ugh. I want it to be like the last. You know, like okay, you know that Batman v Superman trailer, the one that like everyone kind of hates. But the one where Doomsday shows up for like half a second at the end yeah. of the trailer, that would be cool if he's just like a silhouette, like spider. He swings through the frame oh, on yeah. like the last second of the picture. I'd be totally fine. Because then with it's that. like, okay, everyone knows Spider Man's in it. There you go. You're good. But if like, it's like telling Spider Man's whole plot, yeah, then it's like, uh, well, fuck. This is that yeah. uh, rock and a hard place. Scenario. I know. Well, especially because there's there's going to be two Spider Man costumes in this movie, and so. I really hope, like, if they do even show one of them, I really hope that they don't show both of them. I would hope not. That would blow. That would ruin everything. Yeah. It's like, ah. Which is, it's super weird that we have this much anticipation for Spider-Man, even though a Spider-Man movie just came out two years ago. Oh, that, isn't you could, that a weird you could release a Spider-Man movie every, like, two months, and I'd have anticipation for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's just kind of funny, like... Because for any other franchise, there's not this much anticipation for what it's going to look like, you know? Like, when Dark Knight Rises came out, Batman's a huge character, but nobody was like, oh my gosh, 
let's let's see what Batman looks like in this movie. Like it was just you know, I mean, it was anticipation for the movie, but it wasn't like yeah. so much like you know, I don't know. Well, I guess the question is going to be like, are they actually how dramatically would they actually change his costume? That's true. Because I can't imagine it would be that much. Yeah. Well, what what I've heard is that the conventional costume that he wears is very much the classic costume, whereas the first costume he wears, like the costume that he makes, is is much more homemade than any of the other ones that have like been. You know. I don't know. They've all looked super homemade. <laughs> well, so they have. He gets an upgrade. But they've looked. I mean, like with Tobey Maguire's, he's got this intricate design on that hoodie shirt that he had. You know, oh, okay. and then like with with Andrew Garfield's, it was like. Still, I mean that his was probably the most homemade looking. He's like wearing like a sunglasses and a yeah hoodie or whatever. But um, it's like a it's like a red ski mask. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty homemade. It was pretty homemade. Yeah. <laughs> if they just show him in the homemade looking yeah. outfit, I I think I'd be more okay with that. Here's here's I'd, here's my here's my baseless speculation. It's mm-hmm. gonna be him and his homemade and Tony Stark's gonna be like, here, try this on, and he's gonna put on the Spider Man costume. Mm. <sighs> Bet you, bet you, bet you something. <laughs> I I do like this version of the origin. Like if they do kind of go with that, which it seems like they would, it'd almost be a no brainer that Tony Stark gives him his costume. I like that because I mean, Spider Man costume. They they say it's homemade every time that like Peter Parker makes it and stuff. Yeah. It's like there's no way this dude yeah. made that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no way you clipped out your sunglasses and sewed fabric and made this costume. I'm totally cool with him. Making the outfit for Spider Man, but dude. I don't want to see it in the trailer. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really conflicted, and I guess you know tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, everyone's gonna see it. So that's the thing. I, I'm definitely today. with all that knowledge and this conversation we, that we just had. I'm definitely gonna watch it because I really don't want my Spider Man experience to be a picture the, on Facebook. All the bullshit memes that are gonna come out of it, yeah. like. Tony Stark would be like, you're my friend. And then like, Peter will show up and be like, I'm a friend too. And, like, that's, <laughs> and, like that's the dumb meme. Because there's nothing I hate more than dumb memes. Yeah. No, I I agree with you there. All the all the, the 4chans and the whatever. Yeah. Is. Who is 4chan? Who's the 4chan? <laughs> um, but in other Spider-Man relu- related, relu- related Relu's? news. Yeah. Um so it's our new segment. It sounds like yeah. Release. Now we're going to talk about Cthulhu for a while. <laughs> uh, so they they finally announced that J.K. Simmons has been cast to play Commissioner Gordon, not returning as J. Jonah Jameson for the Spider-Man movie. What do you guys think of that? Uh, no, uh, no preference. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What, I was really he, hoping for a way more excited response. Well, it's like, like, what is he cast in? Like Justice League. Oh, it is weird to me that Commissioner Gordon shows up in Justice League. Yeah, that is that is weird. Yeah, especially for like that kind of actor. Like that would mean that he would play heavily into Justice League. Yeah, that's like. Well, he's a known character, and I bet you they give him a pretty big role throughout the whole universe yeah but it, it would feel like you'd be especially way more attached that, to the batman movies you know rather than like especially in batman v superman i feel like i guess that movie probably takes place mostly in metropolis but is he gonna be like a yeah. nick fury type character i com- hope not I, yeah. completely change his role steve i mean like the closest they would come to that would be like somebody like steve trevor would be best for that but i mean commissioner gordon that would be odd that'd be very odd so like colson Sort of, I mean, he's he's just the commissioner of the Gotham Police Department. You know, he's I know he's I'm not just, like a but with JK, guy. I'm just saying with J.K. Simmons cast, yeah. I imagine that he's going to want a bigger role than just 
Yeah, just a commissioner of Gotham's police department. Well, and that's the thing is like, I it, like it, it makes sense to cast a big. I mean, Gary Oldman played him, for instance. But it's like, it would make more sense if it was in you know the Batman movie that they're making rather than the Justice League. Well, movie he'll make. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he will be too. It's just like it's what I'm saying is like it's odd to cast him in Justice League. Well, so is Justice League coming out before any Batman movies? Yeah. Oh, so you're just gonna, yeah maybe he will just show up just as that character and then you'll see yeah. him all a whole bunch more in the Batman movies. I guess it could be one of those situations like uh, who was it in the Marvel universe that was like a big actor that was oh Josh Brolin as Thanos. I was gonna say uh, the Norwegian dude. Oh, from, from uh, Thor. Yeah. What's what's his bucket? Um, still in Skarsgård. Yeah, because he's a. He's in, he shows up all over the place. Yeah, he does. He's a he's a he's a bit of a flex player. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I so I love J.K. Simmons and I love the role of Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I do feel a little conflicted on him on J.K. Simmons being Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like that casting. He's a little. I don't know. He just doesn't he's loud. Yeah, he's like. I mean, yeah. Commissioner Gordon's typically been a more understated character. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll I mean, see. and he, and there is the added problem of him being so known, ingrained as JJJ. Yeah, I I kind of would have preferred to have him just recast as JJJ, but yeah, it, oh, he's it, so perfect for that role. He is. It almost it almost feels. I don't know. I I feel like there's there was more to this casting decision than just hey, I think he'd be a great Commissioner Gordon. Like I feel like there was some sort of fuckery in the back end. Whether it was them going. Hey, you know what would really piss Marvel off or whatever? Let's steal him. Yeah, either that or Marvel going, hey, we really don't want to recast somebody from the Sam Raimi movies in our universe. We want to make it super different, but we're going to have a really hard time recasting J. Jonah Jameson if J.K. Simmons doesn't have a reason not to do it. You guys want to throw us a bone here? Like, I feel like one of those two things could have happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying definitely, but it feels yeah. like something of, you know on one side of that fence either hey let's let's screw over marvel or marvel going hey can you do us a favor like you know well that's the spider-man movies still sorry aren't they still technically sony movies yeah they are but it's not marvel cinematic universe and and for all for this new spider-man they want it totally separate than the previous ones so as to avoid any thoughts of continuity wait wait, sorry the new spider-man movies are not going to be mcu they are. Yeah, that's what I thought. The old ones weren't. And so they Marvel and Kevin Feige especially have made the distinction that they they severely want to separate this new franchise from the old ones. And that's why they went so young with the casting. They're going to keep him in high school for multiple movies. Um, you think it's going to be called Spectacular? I, I almost hope that it is, but at the same time, I don't know. Like Or, or Web of. If it was Web of, I'd kind of... That'd be so dumb. That'd be really dumb. <laughs> no. That'd be so bad. Yeah. I feel like... Or Peter Parker, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I feel like Spectacular Spider-Man is almost the only title they could really go with and still have it sound good. You or, know? or they could run with all new Spider-Man. <sighs> That'd be dumb. They do no. in the comics. I'm not saying it's a great idea. Yeah. but That's the comics where they have like 10 different you know series to keep track of, and so they have to give them all distinctions. But yeah. I, I think Spectacular has got to be the way they go. Especially because, I mean, that name actually is a, a good one. Like, the, the only history with that name has been pretty freaking good history. No, I think so, too. I think I think <clears throat> just the alliteration alone. Yeah, exactly. Sells it. Yeah. Um, I heard a rumor, and this was like an unsubstanti- unsubstantiated rumor from like a dumb website. Cool, so I bet it's totally true. No, it's probably not true. But what I'm saying, <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because it got me thinking. Somebody like just Uh-oh. posted this fake-ass rumor about... 
uh, Ice Cube being rumored to be up for the role of J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. Right? I'm so into it. I yeah. would be okay with that. I know, right? <laughs> that's that's why I bring it up is because I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. Like, no, I'm totally into that. His yeah. role from 21 Jump Street, just move it over to... Yeah, so exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I want pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> I can totally see it. Right? I, I, yeah. that's like almost the only one that I'm actually down for that I've ever heard rumored for that role, you know? Yep. So I'm, I'm yeah. I'm 100% sold on that one. Yeah. And so I hope that that unsubstantiated rumor actually might generate some thoughts and, and maybe get somewhere. Cause, and, and that's the thing is Ice Cube has a history with Sony. Ice Cube's been in a bunch of Sony movies. They oh, produced was, most of his movies. Yeah, because he was signed to Sony. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like it would be almost a no-brainer at this point. I don't know. I'm, all I'm saying is, is Ice Cube is JJJ. I'm I don't know totally what the hashtag that. is. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Let's start Let's start a hashtag. We'll figure out what it is. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. whole lot of Spider-Man stuff. So I guess, uh, you know, today we'll be seeing that trailer and, and talking about it next week. But uh, I guess probably get into the ketchup, right? Sure. Let's pour some ketchup. No, we already did that. I don't know. We already did the gross food thing. Oh, yeah, we did, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to catch him up first? I don't know. Not it. No. Rachel. <laughs> okay, Rachel, then me, then Matt. Uh, let's see. What have I done? I, I saw Zootopia. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been hearing that's freaking amazing. Yeah, it I was want, really, really good. I want to see that. It was way cute. Really? Yeah. Jenica saw the trailer with the, uh, the giraffes and the hippos playing volleyball. Oh, yeah. And, like, she couldn't handle herself. She to- <laughs> It broke her. Like, could not handle it. There, there like, nothing was, was funnier than that. Many, many moments where I did just die, and I might have to see it again because I was laughing so hard <laughs> <laughs> and being embarrassing. But of course, yeah, well, yeah. But it was really good. I really liked it. I I usually cry during all like Disney movies. Really. I only got a little teary-eyed, but it was only because the bunny was crying. Oh! But it's really not like touching. It's just. So it's not like my uncle. <laughs> no, it's not like your weird, <laughs> creepy uncle that touches you. <laughs> oh, I'm really glad that joke. That joke made it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the opposite feeling of Pixar. The opposite feeling of a Pixar movie. Way to derail it. Yeah, now I just feel dirty. I'm sorry, but no, Zootopia, it looks genuinely like funny and and touching. I mean, I guess it's Disney. Yeah, no, it's just really fun and cute. And the sloths are fucking (laughs) amazing. Are they just in that one scene or is there more? Uh, There is another scene with them, but... and, And there's a little bit more that... They didn't show in the trailer. Okay. And yeah, that that whole part, I was just dead. I'm sure. I, I could not handle myself. <laughs> Long, dragged out <laughs> comedy scenes like that are pretty fucking great. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and all the animals are adorable. And there's a lot of like bunny, like underlying sex jokes because <laughs> bunnies multiply so rapidly so she's got like 200 <laughs> siblings like they're there but yeah, yeah it's yeah. disney sex jokes yeah exactly yeah. that's good I, I i appreciate those 
Yeah. It's almost like in, in the Justice League cartoon when there were all those like little hints that Batman and Wonder Woman were hooking up throughout like the four seasons of that cartoon. Every like three or four episodes, there'd be one tiny little hint that Batman and Wonder Woman are hooking up all the time. I love stuff like that. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is little tiny things like that in it. That's dope. I highly recommend it. Okay. I, I, I'm probably going to see it this weekend. I like, I have a hard time with animated movies, not and not for like enjoying them or anything, but it's like, you got you to gotta find a date for animated movies, you know, you can't just go solo. You can't just go by yourself. Yeah, and like, and that's not like, I, I, I realize now that that sounds like I'm like, I, I can't find like, a date. No, I think your creepy uncle would take you. <laughs> totally. But no, I'm just like. You should ask him. <laughs> Or you could you could you could you could uh, you could uh, stand in his shadow and just go by yourself. That's true. I yeah, could. It's true. Or uh, yeah, sweatpants and a hoodie. Oh. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> um, but no, it's just like with my schedule, I typically don't have time for like dates. And then once you do dates, then there's more than just the dates, and it's like talking and consistency. And then I have to actually talk to the other yeah, person. Yeah, and that's, that's, not, that's not, I don't mean that to, that to sound the way that it sounded, but like. <laughs> It's just that with my schedule, I just do not have time to do that. And so I, I yeah. typically try to avoid that so that I don't get into those situations where yeah. it's like I look like a dick because I'm not spending time with somebody. And so, you know, yeah, that I, whole I, thing. I, I, I got you. Yeah. But I guess I'll I'll have to figure something out to go see Zootopia. Maybe Josh and I will go see it together and we'll hold hands. There you uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. But yeah, no, that's that's tight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've been reading a lot of comics, and they're all just kind of blending together in my <laughs> brain right now. Uh, DC or Marvel? Uh, all of them. Well, neither. Mainly Marvel. <laughs> Is <that> Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I did want to bring up the Mighty Thor. Okay. Which is Jane Foster? The, the current yeah Thor run. By... Is it still Jason Aaron? Yeah. Okay. And it is amazing. Really? I love it so much. What's what's the sell on it? Uh, well, it, it's kind of going into how there's so many Thors. Mm-hmm. There's also so many Lokis. Mm-hmm. Like Thor always has a Loki. Interesting. So, are, and are the Lokis all like actually Lokis, or are they just yeah? Like, they're foils? all okay. the different Lokis throughout time. So there's like female Lokis there okay. and everything. Old Wait, Loki. is this still existing in some weird omniverse or something? It, how come there's all those? How come there's so many Thors? Why are there all these Lokis? <laughs> so many. Th- What's the deal with Michael? all these Thors? <laughs> Calling all Jan Michael Vincents. I don't know if it's still like its own little thing from like Battle World mm. and all that, mm. but. Mm. Mm. Uncomfortable episode. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable, guys. It's gonna get weird. <laughs> We're gonna make it weird. <laughs> strap in. It's gonna get weird. Strap in or strap on. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought about going there and I didn't, <laughs> but I'm glad you did. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, God, that Richard. comic's really good. <laughs> That's good. I, I really enjoy Jason Aaron's Thor. I've only read like two. I read God Butcher and, and God Bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, yeah, whole, that whole run um, was one of the best. Yeah. I've heard that. It's like one of those kind of like, well, I'll talk about it later, but it's like one of those has been sitting in my stack for a long time. Yeah, I, 
I've loved everything Jason Aaron has done with Thor. Yeah, it was really good. It, yeah. So what else besides Mighty Thor? Uh, I've been reading the new Doctor Strange, which is also by Jason, Jason Aaron. Aaron. Okay. <laughs> How is it? Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the art. Really? Who's doing the art? I I can't remember. Okay. His name, but. What if it's a woman? It, it could be a woman. Could it's be kinda... a lady. Could be a creepy uncle. I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag I need feminism because. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the story and the way it's going. Mm-hmm. It's been really funny, mm-hmm. but the art kind of takes me out of it. Mm. But I'm trying to get past it. Like it's really cartoony. Oh, really? That's an interesting choice. Yeah. I feel like Doctor Strange has always had that curse of just like not super enjoyable art. Yeah. You know that's true. Like, because like you read Brian K. Vaughn's uh, Doctor Strange: The Oath. Oh yeah, same type I, of thing. I read that, yeah, you know, it was a good book. Great but like, story, yeah. But the art is distracting. Yeah, you know? very. I feel like. Um, did you read Bucky Barnes' Winter Soldier? Like the Man on the Wall. I didn't. I have it. But so it's, I haven't read it. Okay, so it's the one that comes right after Original Sin, which we'll talk about later. But like the art in that, I feel like would be perfect for a Doctor Strange book. Hmm. At least for like on the mystical end of things. But I don't know. I haven't yeah. read tons of Doctor Strange. This just. Like, it all kind of blends together, oh, yeah. and it's really cartoony, and I'm just not... Not digging? Not digging it. What's the... what's the, So, like, what's the main story of this Doctor Strange run? Um, someone is killing all the Sorcerer Supremes from all the other dimensions. Hmm. Didn't, but didn't Secret Wars combine all the dimensions? I didn't read Secret Wars. Oh, really? Okay. So I don't know. I guess I'll find out. Like I, I don't think I read the last issue or two of Secret Wars, so maybe I don't know. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, there's like a magic overload mm-hmm. that he's dealing with, and he's trying to figure out where all this magic is coming from. So oh, okay. As he's traveling to other dimensions, and he's tried to call all the other sorcerers. Mm-hmm. He's can't find them. They're not answering the call, and they're all turning up dead. Huh? Yeah. That's so weird. It's it's cool, a, it's really cool. It's a really, really cool. interesting story. And yeah. It's really funny. Really? That, yeah. that is weird that it's really funny. It, it is really weird. It's, really <laughs> funny, but it's made me laugh. There's like one scene where he's like, don't talk to the snakes. And mm. the snakes are like, hey, what's up, girl? And it, <laughs> <laughs> it cracked me up. It was really funny. It sounds, I mean, Jason Aaron does have a good, a good humor about him. He does. Like there were laugh out loud moments in Original Sin, which I guess we'll get to later. But yeah. And and there are yeah. laugh out loud moments in Thor, especially with Loki, because he's and I haven't read it, but mm-hmm. um, he's coming off his run of Agent of Asgard. Oh, so like teen androgynous Loki, or whatever, or like yeah, early twenties well, Loki. Yeah, early twenties. Okay, interesting. Yeah, huh? I'm liking it. <laughs> are you? So are you reading anything not by Jason Aaron? Uh, I did read some Spider Gwen today how was that i don't know <laughs> like i like it but uh, i don't and that's is that written by jason latour i have no idea oh, okay i'm bad at these things <laughs> i know he wrote i know he wrote like uh the like the spider verse spider gwen one-off or he might have drawn it i don't know but he's he is the co-creator of southern bastards with jason aaron oh okay so that's why i asked that because i was like oh that's a funny yeah. little thread like it's interesting just because like Daredevil's a villain, yeah. and he works for Kingpin. Okay. So, like, the swapping is really interesting. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't take place in 
I, what is 616 is gone, right? I feel like the 616 is gone. Again, I didn't read the last issue of Secret Wars, so I don't know. I but don't know. It, it feel, I think it does Secret feel Wars. like 616 is pretty much gone. Who knows? I don't. Or it might be a Crisis on Infinite Earths thing where it's like, it's there, but it, all of the other ones are there too. And I know, it's, it's so frustrating wow. being six months behind. I know, it really it gets to me sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing catch-up. Really? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, so you don't know how you like Spider-Gwen? Like, well, it actually reminds me of Black Canary. Okay, like the new Black Canary? Yeah, because they're in a band. Yeah, like, oh. Gwen and MJ are in a That's band. That's right. Okay, yeah. It's called the... Um, oh, fuck. I, I think it's the Mary Janes. Yeah, the Mary Janes. Yeah. But the one I just read, Black Cat, showed up, and she's also like some weird musician. Hashtag copycats. <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. I, it was I, weird. I don't know if I like it. Uh, I think I like the concept and idea more yeah. than I'm actually liking the real story. That makes sense. So, well then, so are you reading Black Canary then as well? Yes. And how do you like Black Canary? I actually really like it. I've heard that. Because it's Brendan Fletcher, right? Yeah. Who also writes Gotham Academy. Yes. And then it's, is it still Annie Wu on the art? I don't think so. Oh, really? But I'm not 100% on that. Okay. So what, what's the, what's the appeal? Like, what, I, what's the difference for you between Black Canary and Spider-Gwen in terms of appeal? Um, I don't know. I think Black Canary just doesn't feel as girly and dumb. Like she's <laughs> okay. actually an interesting character. I can okay. Now, now I can see if, where if, the if that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> she's she's an actual fully fledged character that's not all about being a a, a girl and being yes. A... She's not because Spider Gwen is basically Peter Parker as a girl. Nah. Like she has the same charisma, the same jokes. Like yeah. exactly. See, I don't like that. Where Black Canary is her own lady, yeah. and she's a badass. I really like that, especially. So the one thing I can say for the New Fifty Two is they, and especially like this last year and a half of the New Fifty Two, they have severely changed Black Canary from like being the p- person who is always identified as Green Arrow's girlfriend. Yeah, you know, like she. I, I have not seen her and Green Arrow even associated for like three years at this point. Yeah, I haven't either. So, and I really like that. She's a cool character. She is. I actually really enjoy her. Yeah. I didn't think I would, just because I think the only idea that I like know of her mm. is from Arrow. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's and not the best. I I don't like her in that show at all, yeah. and I don't like Laurel either. But that's Ugh. a whole different can of worms. Did you uh, did you listen to the Black Canary EP that they released? No. So Brandon Fletcher or Brandon Fletcher is a musician. Like he he does music oh. on the side. And so they okay. actually made an album by Black Canary. It's like a three a three song EP or whatever. I listened to it. It's actually pretty good. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, you can go. It's for free. Just Google you know Black Canary EP or something like that. Oh, but, that's cool. That makes <laughs> me like it even more. Right. I'm gonna totally listen. It's super to it. cool. Yeah, and they're releasing it. I guess like they're actually going to be like putting download codes in the Black Canary trade paperbacks and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I'm like yeah. that. That shit makes me really want to read it. Yeah, and even that like already thousand times better than Spider Gwen. <laughs> like it is cute. Like I like the idea, but. She is just Peter Parker. That's dumb. Yeah. 
Yeah. Any, any, any other comics that you're reading that are like super fun? I'm trying to think. I read so many. <laughs> I caught up on Omega Men. Which is just amazing. I know. There's there's only freaking like three issues left. I know. Like, God damn it. Yeah. It, it's incredible. It's, especially the way that issue nine ends. Yes. It's like, God, the fuck? It's it, so it's, cool. It's so good. Yeah. I, it's, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I really, I like all the William James quotes at the end. Like, they're... Oh, I do too. Because like, it, it always has so like a creepy. weird... Yeah. It always has like a weird meaning. And it's weird that every single issue is a quote from the same person. You know what I mean? Like it's all William yeah. James and it's weird that they're able to craft a story that really like it has meaning with that specific quote and yeah. all those quotes are from that specific person. Like that's, I don't know, kind of cool. Yeah. I, I love everything about it. Like it's touching. It's gross. It's violent. Yeah. It's got some funny moments here and there. Like I just think it's perfect. Yes. And it's got, it's got some, some down to the heart robot stuff. Oh yeah, oh god, that that really upset me. Me too. <laughs> that was so sad. And I saw it coming too because it's like, you know, it, cute I, robots. I had a more of a wait, wh- what? Wh- why are they doing that? Yeah. Why are they leaving him there? Why is he? Why is he staying behind? <laughs> no, 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 no. Please no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy hell! And then the other heartbreaking thing that happened. Were those both in the same issue? I think so. Fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. I'm starting to get a there will be one, or the uh, what was the, what's the Agatha Christie novel? Uh, the 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 fucking the famous one, the people in the house and they all die. Oh, then the lottery. Were, no, 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 no. Then there were none or whatever. Who did the lottery? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think so. How do you know? It's like Agatha nine, Christie's. All her books were like Emma's for murder. Yeah, I know, but like, what's the one where it's called? It's it's like then there were none or some I, that might even be the title but I have no God idea. God damn it! Anyway, I'm starting you're, to get that kind of feel. You're on your own there. Like a reservoir dogs. <laughs> you're kind on of your own there, except for feel. you could call my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. It's starting to feel like in these next three issues, we're gonna have a whole lot of that. Yeah, the, there's gonna be some death. Yeah, like maybe Kyle Rayner is the only one that leaves, which would kind of be weird. I, I would love it if they killed Kyle Rayner. I'd be so sad. I love him. I do too. <laughs> I he's love him. he's my favorite lantern for sure. Well, actually, I don't know. With the Red Lanterns series by Charles Soule. Oh, Guy Gardner kind of. I love Red Lanterns. So good. I wish he hadn't assigned an exclusive contract with uh, Marvel. Because if that series had continued, I would I'd still be reading it all the time. Oh, I I loved Red Lanterns. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I love <laughs> Kyle Rayner. I think he's awesome. He is awesome. He's a badass. His character history is a bit unfortunate toward the beginning, but like when his girlfriend got, you know, chopped up and yeah. cut in, and put in the fridge, hence creating the term fridging and yeah. one of those whole unnecessary female character deaths and everything. But he has sure blossomed into a good character since then. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Yeah. And that's a great series. Absolutely. I don't, I can't really think of anything else that I've read because yeah. I, I read a lot of Deadpool today. Really? Which which Deadpool run? Uh, Posein. It's a good run. I've read the first trade paperback, and then I was just kind of continuing from there on Marvel Unlimited. Mm. I didn't get very far. I only read maybe two issues. But, oh, really? Yeah. You should read... Uh, have you, you, you haven't read The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, have you? No. She's not there yet. 
Yeah. It's just, I was just wondering. Oh, it's uh, right, you're almost there. Yeah. I was just wondering if like she had read it before. Oh, no, that's that's my one of my all time favorite Deadpool moments ever. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah, and it's uh, what's his name on the art? Um, Declan Shalvey, the Irish dude that did uh, Moon Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was like the first comic I'd ever read by him, and he did a really good job because it's it's a story that features Deadpool, Wolverine, and Captain America. Oh, that sounds amazing. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, because they all have like a a surprisingly similar history in their origins. Yeah. And so there's like, there's this kinship that kind of forms between them and kind of this respect that's, uh, I don't know, it's a little unexpected, but like, it's really heartwarming that it kind of goes into the depths of like who Deadpool is emotionally, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, it's cool. I I will be continuing it though. Yeah. Posein and Duggan, they're, they're a freaking good team. They are. I, I love those. Yeah. I love those. I love those. I love those Poseins and those, Duggins. Those fellas. <laughs> They're good fellas. Oh, good fellas. Um, <laughs> but uh, is there, so do you have anything else that, like, even just video games or anything like that? No, I'm, I'm still in Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> How's your husband? Uh, he has been giving me flowers okay. lately. I have still had to blow him. <laughs> On occasion. For reference, go and listen to our last episode if that sounds really odd. It's a little less odd if you have the context. Yeah. Th- yeah. <laughs> Definitely go back and listen because, yeah, <laughs> that sounds bad. But he does give me flowers and he did give me a bracelet. <laughs> I, I, I found out that I had another child. I thought I only had the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing to find out. I had no idea. And then, yeah, totally. Oh, here's this boy in this village. <laughs> so that was a surprise. Uh-huh. I only have like three chapters left of the game, though. So Wow. You're getting close to the end there. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. It, it's a really good game. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Besides the weird, creepy shit. Yeah. All yeah. the all the all the skeeviness. All the bonding with everybody. The bonding. The bonding because it always says your bond is deepened. <laughs> a little too much bondage for me yeah. here, game. Yeah, just just a bit. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's a great game. That's cool. I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Well damn. About <laughs> like but because of because of the feedback that like we've we've gotten from one particular person i feel bad for like asking you so many questions about it and then having things that pop into my head and being like oh this thing and that thing or whatever and then i'm like crap i need to shut up but then i'm like oh but i want to know about this and then matt's like just let him keep talking <laughs> you need to ask me <laughs> questions because i'm really bad at thinking uh-huh. so questions are great for me yeah jason what you been up to what's your catch up bud uh <laughs> Hey, bud. Hey, so y- you got a comic book there? I do. I have this in my hand, and I'm like, I'm I'm saving it for you know, for, as a physical reference for you guys for when we get to our pitches. Um, pitches. But I. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been reading a whole lot of comic books lately, and really getting the most out of my Marvel Unlimited membership. Uh, on previous episodes, we've made it quite clear the disdain we have for. Jonathan Hickman's... Well, 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 I don't think disdain's the right word, because I don't hate it. Annoyance. 
frustration. There, that's probably the best one. Yeah. So, because I mean, it's Jonathan Hickman's Avengers is relatively inaccessible. It's definitely a, an absolutely terrible starting point to jump into Marvel Comics. To, oh, totally. And that was the one running during all of these movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, this oh was dear. this was in like issue six when the Avengers came out. Yeah. When oh. the movie came out. Yeah. Okay. This makes more sense then. Yeah. So like really bad. Not only that, but it was or no, it was probably it was probably on like issue ten because it was doing bi monthly. Yeah. And so like this, I mean this freaking. Shit was cranking or biweekly, sorry. Um, and Hickman's just rough, anyways. Y- yeah, I mean, he's the dude doesn't have a degree, but holy shit, is the guy smart? Like, he he's, is. Well, he's he's incredibly verbose. Yes, and he takes that sometimes to be long-winded mm-hmm. because he know because he can use words. I mean, he's really good. No, he's very. I mean, he's he's really. I mean, eloquent. he knows words. He knows good words. Yes. I mean, he can use good words better than anyone else can use good words. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, he is He is obviously, he's a very well-written person. I mean, big words, small words, all, <laughs> all the, the words. words. <laughs> just all the time, all the words. He just knows how to use his words. Um, but no, so I mean, so I've, I've tried like three times previously to, to start reading Hickman's Avengers. Uh, the first time I tried, I tried picking up Infinity, the big old omnibus collection or whatever, and flipped a few issues of that, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. I'm three issues in, and still I have absolutely no concept of what any of this is. And so I put it down, and then I actually bought the first trade paperback of New Avengers by Jonathan Hickman, because his Avengers run not only took up the Avengers series, but also the New Avengers series. So both of the main Avengers series were taken up by this very intricately woven story. So I bought the New Avengers trade paperback because it was, you know, Marvel Illuminati and crazy shit. And, and the title itself of that trade paperback is Everything Dies. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a that's kind of a fun little title there. That gets me thinking. That gets the brain juices cranking. And then it opens up with the Black Panther, like the shot of him going, you know, oh, I'm not hesitating. I'm just thinking, thinking about what? Thinking about who we used to be before all this happened or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And so then that got me thinking. I was like, I'm going to buy this. And then I read like an issue and I was like, Oh, cool. Still have no idea what's going on. That's great. Um, <laughs> then the third time I tried revisiting Infinity and, again, didn't work. So, here we, we get to this time now. I just read Original Sin for um, this uh, for this week's review. And I won't spoil whether or not I enjoyed the book, but regardless of what my feelings are on the on Original Sin... It got me very curious to go back and like kind of see what led to this. Um, and so I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go all the way back to the start of Marvel now. Issue number one of you know Avengers and New Avengers. And I'm going to look up the reading order for the entire line because it is very confusing since oh. Avengers kept switching from bi-weekly to monthly to bi-weekly to monthly. And so it's like they get the issue alignment is way out of whack. It's like Were they on, running at the same time? Same time. Then? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. hard to. I mean, that's because either you, I would do what I did, which was keep up with it on yeah. unlimited, yeah, weekly, mm-hmm. or do what you have to do and yeah, get a reading list. And yeah, and I do the reading list. I have frame it. And <laughs> <laughs> the reading list I have, I will say, is fucking perfect. Like it is absolutely top notch because I've seen like four different variations of the reading list, but the one I finally found is is probably the definitive like perfect. 
order in which to read it. Um, so I'm, let's see, at this point I'm about a year and a half into his run on Avengers and New Avengers. Uh, just barely about to start Infinity. Um, and it is fucking incredible. Are they, like, the same stories? They are... Do they connect at all? So they, and that's the thing, is like, because they, they do connect in certain ways, not directly. Like, they're following their own story path. But they intersect, and and if you're reading if you're reading New Avengers and understand the events of what happens in the first two issues of New Avengers, then when you read issue four and five of Avengers, the whole thing has like way more meaning behind what's going on because like there's this whole thing with Captain America. How you know, I won't go into like super detail about it, but Captain America was in the Illuminati, and they were. Ba- they basically had to make a seriously tough decision that Captain America was like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Like, I'm I'm not, you know, he's being Captain America. Um, and they were like, well, shit, this is the decision we have to make. He's going to stand in our way. So then Tony Stark's like, I fucking hate when you do this, Steve. I hate that you made me do this. And he tells Doctor Strange to wipe his memory. Oh. So he forgets that he was ever in the Illuminati. He forgets all of it ever happened. Um and uh, and this is after Professor Xavier dies. So then they go and seek out Beast, and Beast takes Professor Xavier's place in the Illuminati. Um, and so then when Steve is like you know on this mission with the Avengers in four and five, and like you know at, like Tony's kind of at his side and like helping him and stuff like that, it's like there's this whole other backstory behind it and why this is all happening, you know, and why Steve has absolutely no idea about what just happened in New Avengers because in New Avengers they're dealing with the fact that all these universes are starting to come together and collide. Oh, okay. Which is the craziest part about this is from 2011 until the summer of 2015, they were leading into Secret Wars. This is a five-year arc over two different comic book series with three crossovers, all leading to Secret Wars. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Bananas. No wonder it didn't make any sense. Exactly. No. It's, but you're, I mean, you're, you are right. I, because I read probably all of it. I yeah. mean, I maybe missed one or two, but. Mm-hmm. It is pretty epic. It's inc- like the the thing that blows my mind the most is that Hickman was able to convince Marvel to let him do this. That that's what blows my mind. It's the biggest. Like, hey, I'm going to take the two top Avengers comics and I'm going to put them on a super long five year arc that is inaccessible if you don't start at the beginning. No, you cannot jump into that comic at all. No, and that that's the crazy thing to me is that their editorial let him do that, especially right after Avengers is coming out. Like it's the biggest highly, time. I mean, it's pretty highly acclaimed. Oh, totally. No, it is. It's just like for new readers, like that is a new reader time. Avengers just came out, and like, well, they had, but they also had at the same time a couple others. Well, yeah, they signed. had Avengers Assemble, and they yeah. had like all that stuff. And Avengers Assemble is probably the best one to read if you're wanting to just get into Avengers from the movies. Yeah. Like Kelly Sue DeConnick wrote some, and and a few other people. But yeah, it's like, not bad. That's pretty good. No, it's a fun, entertaining comic. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I mean, you know, the one that's just called Avengers, you know, yeah. and then new Avengers, like both of those are just tied up in this crazy arc about worlds colliding. And then like freaking world builders from other dimensions and the universe is a character in this book. And like, yeah, it, it's nuts. It's absolutely so nuts. Are both series like they both ran for five years? Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, so so New Avengers was just a monthly title, and I think it had like a couple of pauses or whatever while the crossovers were coming. Um, but then Avengers was always at least monthly, and for a lot of the times, there were two issues every month. And so it's just like, it's a lot of reading. And so Original Sin, which again we'll get to in a sec, yeah, yeah. takes place smack in the middle of all this. 
Yeah, oh, it's it's the okay. second crossover in this run. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's fucking bananas. Like, because original sin sort of sets up the character development for, like like uh, Avengers, uh, New Avengers and Infinity sort of set up the universe. Yeah. What the where the universe is at? And original yeah. sin sort of sets up the character development. Exactly. Leading into Secret Wars. Yeah, and the, and the cool thing is too. So it starts with. Uh, the first story arc is Avengers World, and it's basically Tony and Steve assembling a worldwide threat defense Avengers network. That's where... what I was thinking of. I, I, I totally enjoyed Avengers World. Really good. It's really good. It's I mean, it's basically them creating sort of like the Justice League Unlimited, where it's like, okay, we're going to have Avengers everywhere, and we're going to have a threat response. As soon as something happens, we're going to be able to go there. And so they have, um, what's his face, Eden. Uh, what's his code name? Eden. Eden was his regular name, but his his code name oh. is or no his, his name's not Eden. It's something else. But he teleports. He's a people, tele- yeah. he, he opens portals. Okay. Um, and so he's they the have, guy, he's the Aborigine from Australia. Yeah, and so he basically just generates portals. As soon as something happens, he'll go and fetch whatever the response team is they want for it, and then they'll go to wherever it is. Mars is one of the places they've gone, or like just random fucking places, and they're instantly there, and they're instantly like he's basically in charge of just like tunneling people to whatever's going on and so a lot of the times and he's actually like a central figure in it you know he's kind of like heimdall in the thor movies yeah um and he was fun those are fun too because it's they're a little lighter on the story side yes because it's just a you kind of almost like a villain of the week yeah villain of the but there is a very the villain of the three months because they're yeah but but. there there's a very like there is a very overarching plot with um ex nihilo and uh what's his sister's name hmm yeah. Yeah, whatever. They're, but they're like these it's these people who are like when they're first introduced, they're you know trying to basically destroy not destroy the earth, but they're trying to evolve humanity. Yeah. Um and a lot of that has to like basically may, means that you have to wipe out a ton of what comes before. Yeah, I um, love that whole thing with the like the, the universe, the, the hyper evolved section of America. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It's crazy. And then like there's oh there's like t- just tons of sh- shit is happening. But it all ties back. Like, every time they encounter something new in this Avengers story, it was set up in the first story arc. And so all of it builds off of that. I really, I really do feel that during that whole thing, and, and yeah, you know, there, there are potential issues with Hickman's stuff. Uh-huh. But that whole era, that whole, like, five-year chunk mm-hmm. is, like, one of Marvel's finest moments. It is. Like, I, and I, I was super skeptical about it before because I found it just totally inaccessible. Um, but as I'm reading it right now, it's, it's seriously, like... I'm enjoying the hell out of it because, like, everything you read means something down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you're reading the first issue of New Avengers, like, after having read most of Secret Wars and then going back and reading the first issue of New Avengers, when they first start encountering these Earth, these universes colliding and Earth being the, the um, what do they call it? Basically the collision point. The nexus. The, isn't, they don't call it the nexus. They call it something. Um, but it's basically that they, they have to make the choice to kill the other world like to destroy the other world that's about to collide with theirs in order to save both universes or let them collide and both universes die no not save both universes to save one of the two universes no to save both of them if they destroy that earth the rest of that earth's universe continues to oh, live that's, on that's that right, right, right yeah right. and so both because then there's no collision point if those right. earths you know if one earth doesn't exist right um and so it's this whole thing where like you basically have the illuminati so you have reed richards black panther um dr strange uh namor uh, Iron Man. Namor's an asshole. Namor is an asshole, in that. and that's the thing is, like during all this book, <laughs> Namor and Black Panther have to get along while their nations are at war with each other. 
Oh. Because it's like the, the greater good of the earth while their nations are fucking yeah. battling it out. And so like in Black Panther at the very beginning of the book tells Namor, I'm going to kill you. After all this is done, I will kill you. Wow. And shit. And so like that's going on the whole time. Like it's so fucking good. And like I, I always love watching people that are generally altruistic like these heroes, you know, with the exception of maybe Tony Stark. All these heroes are generally altruistic people. In they or, or want, Namor. Or Namor, yeah. Well, I guess I should, yeah. <laughs> or Namor, um, but they are—they are heroes. You know, they're people who, at all costs, want to protect lives, and they're put in this situation where they basically have to make calculated sacrifices, and they have to decide to kill people in order to save, you know, even more people and all that. And so it's like just all this ethical struggle with people who are heroes having to compromise their morals in order for the the greater good to to prevail. You know. Wouldn't that be cool? Like Maisel Marvel Phase Five. Oh my God! Just rent did the whole this whole thing. That's what I was thinking. Is like this could be a really really cool, like five movie movie adaptation because it really would work. Yeah, it totally works. If they took a phase like for for instance Phase Three right now. I mean, really Phase One and Phase Two set it up a good amount too. But like the whole Infinity War storyline, that's kind of what they're doing right now. Is just a super long form building. You yeah, know, totally. Um, but anyway, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I feel bad forever criticizing it because really i guess the true criticism is that it, it is inaccessible to just jump into but the same could be said for a lot of great things i mean like for instance game of thrones totally inaccessible if you jump in on like season two or whatever or oh, yeah. i mean any big show you know yeah. like uh, lost was probably totally inaccessible if you jump <laughs> in season two probably um like, yeah. yeah yeah and so you know it's 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 just one of those things where now that i went back and started reading through i can't put it down like anytime i have free a free moment i'm reading this fucking book because yeah you have inspired me to read it again because i mean i i want to read it i did read the whole thing and it was really fucking i do remember there's 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 sections in it that's really cool yeah but i there were some long-winded stuff where i was like okay there are some things that are long-winded it probably helps too to read it at the same time in chunks instead of weekly yes because I was reading everything else also at the time, and I just would lose where I was in the oh, story. Oh, yeah. This is definitely... Well, then you can keep up the momentum. Exactly. Yeah. This is a collected story. This is not a, a week-by-week or month-by-month story. Especially New Avengers. If I was reading that monthly, I would have no fucking clue what was going on. No, it's pretty hard. it was pretty hard to figure out. Yeah. But now that I'm reading it collected, you know, three, four issues at a time, especially New Avengers, holy hell. I fucking love New Avengers. Like, I don't know. It's... I've got a new respect for Jonathan Hickman. Matt and I were even talking about doing a podcast where we go by each issue at a time, like do a, a weekly podcast where each, each kinda like, kinda episode. Kind of like Star Wars Minute, but... Kind of like Star Wars Minute, but for Jonathan Hickman's Avengers. Dude, I... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good that, idea. That would be cool. I'd be freaking if, down. And if you like read it in your reading order? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying is like we'd use this yeah. reading order as kind of a blueprint. And during the crossovers, we'd probably cover like two or three, like, you know, one issue a person. You know, for those crossover weeks, so that it's not taking like a year to get through one crossover. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it'd be super fun because it, it's 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 a, a comic that is very dissectable. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah, yeah there's, there's yeah, it's so it's so dense in a in a good way. A lot of it that like there's a ton to just dissect and talk about. You've sold me. Yeah. So I I like I'm I'm really wanting to do this podcast about it now because it's fucking it's so cool. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It is really cool. So. Anyway, but yeah, we can, we can talk about that off air, but, um, 
other than that, like that, that's been consuming. Like that, that's been your life. Yeah, I I haven't <laughs> been watching TV, and especially since Flash and Arrow on, are on break, it's given me even yeah. more time to to read this shit. Um, I did. Uh, let's see. I caught up on Omega Men. Um, oh, the Vision. Right, a couple more issues. Of the Vision. Holy fuck! This story is so dark and creepy and insightful and, and kind of like funny in certain ways, but it's like insanely, especially the end of every issue leaves you going, holy shit. What is it like? What the fuck is about to happen? Yeah. I wanted to read it. Oh my God. Who wrote it? Tom King. Oh, okay. Guy from Omega Men and Grayson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the CIA agent. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's the, the, the vision makes a family for himself. And moves to Washington, D.C. to be like a correspondent with the White House for the Avengers. Um, and so then the family that he makes, he makes two kids and a wife. And the, the two kids he sends to public school, you know, and, and his wife. Like, they're trying to, like, it's it's so crazy. This basically just vision trying to, to construct a normal life for himself. Huh. Yeah. It is. And, like, that sounds so boring. But the suspense and mystery and everything of it is nuts and like especially the very in like the first few pages it talks about how um one of the family is going to burn down the neighbor's house and the neighbor's going to die in the fire and that's in like the first three pages of the entire series it doesn't say who it just says one of them oh yeah and then there's a whole other thing about like somebody's gonna die and it's like because the whole thing is done with this narrator so there's there's throughout every issue there's this narrator that's you know just you know above it all it's just talking about what's going to happen, who they all are, and, and telling the story to you. Um, and the, the shit that this fucking narrator says leaves you so on edge. It's like it's unbearable having to wait for a new issue to come out. Hmm. It's crazy because each issue ends with some shit that this fucking narrator says <laughs> that just makes you go, what? What, what the fuck? What? Ah. Mm. But damn good. Damn good. And, yeah, I, I've wanted to read it. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Just like, just read the first issue and see what you think. Because I mean, it from the first issue it hooked me. Like from the first few pages it hooked me. Huh. So yeah. Um, so no, I'm I haven't had a chance to read tons of comics before. Like just barely. And reading Original Sin kicked me back into just like total high speed comic book reading mode. And yeah, most of it's I, been Marvel. I, I, I think that's what happened to me. Yeah. Like, I have to read all these comics now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. And I guess I'll talk about the other uh, thing with Bucky Barnes uh, after we talk about Original Sin. But like, it's it's good. I, I haven't had this much comic reading in a while. Same here. And so it's it's been nice and refreshing. Um, and now I'm I think I'm finally to the point where I want to go back and catch up on Scott Snyder's Batman. Because um, I kind of I kind of fell off during Endgame. Um, which not to say that Endgame wasn't a good story, but it was just like, it was so, it was so kind of like Hickman's Avengers where it's just like, you can't read it month by month. Otherwise you lose, you know, all, all memory of what was going on. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, I'll put this off and then read it later. So now I've got, you know, three volumes now worth of comics that I can catch up on. So I'm, I'm probably going to go back and do that because there's a lot of DC stuff I've been missing and like a lot of it looks really damn good. Like this whole dark side war that's going on in Justice League right now, I really want to read that shit. Like, and Batman and Robin Eternal and Titans Hunt and I keep seeing Eternal like everywhere. And yeah, I really want to read it. And it's I mean yeah, it's a weekly comic, and so it's like there's fucking tons of it, and they're getting I think they're only like they have like 
15 weeks left, maybe 10 weeks left. Oh, okay. And so it's like, you know, and the first trade is already out of it. So, but yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty much my catch up. Hickman's Avengers and then a couple of... Are you sure? Are you, are you uh, sure? That was, that was the longest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, what have you been doing? I'm just kidding. Uh, I finished, or I caught up in... Uh, um, oh, my God. Bueller? No, yeah, seriously. What the hell did I just read? I don't know. Invincible. Oh, that's right. How'd you like it? Uh, well, so, yeah, so, I mean, since last we spoke, I read, I caught up on the last hundred issues, so I obviously quite like it. Um, yeah, that's one of the best superhero comics I've ever read. I mean, hands down. I mean... I told you. And that's the thing, is, like, you, you far surpassed my amount of reading of it. Like, I'm at, like, 50, issue 50. Yeah, I mean, I just finished issue 145 (laughs) in two weeks. (laughs) Wow. Uh... No, it's amazing, man. It's such a great comic. And, you know, it's apparent that that it's sort of the flagship for the other sections of that universe. Yeah. So there are stuff that you sort of have to just... If you're not reading the rest of it, you have to sort of intuit. Yeah. Which is fine. You should go and read Guarding the Globe. Yeah, I might. I mean, I might might dive dive more into that world, but I kind of just like his story. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy just doing that, but... Well, and a lot of them, most of them are like miniseries. I don't think they have many ongoing oh, okay. universe. Uh, but it gets it gets so bananas. I it, it I, I like it because it it doesn't pull punches. It gets super dark, and you know takes you from this. You start this comics off, and it's almost like a joke. Yeah, and you know where I'm at now, it's not a joke. It's it it there was a there was a section in the middle where I was like it's getting a little too serious and then I was like no actually this is this is good mm-hmm. keep getting serious and keep getting dark and keep getting go places where other comics can't go just because of you know they want yeah. to have, you editorial know, and branding yeah, totally. and all that I mean they, I mean the things that uh, uh, what's his name Kirkman does is just ugh. yeah which is great because you know same with the, you know same with the Walking Dead it just gets dark. Mm-hmm quick it is, and it is really nice that like it's been the same artist for you know ever since issue seven yeah and that's awesome and like when he started out he was like mimicking uh tom crabtree's style and then he just kind of started slowly sort of changing a little bit and making it more his own and his art is fantastic yeah ryan otley's amazing absolutely fantastic yeah i hope sometime we can get him on the show because i think he lives in utah oh yeah yeah that'd be cool yeah, I know. If he doesn't live in Utah now, I know he's from Utah. Okay. Um, no, he. Yeah, it, the the art's great. The story's great. Um, totally engaging. Yeah. So that's been that's pretty much all I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. I haven't done much else. Yeah. Uh, other than you know, the handful of unlimited stuff. And watching Mr. Robot. No, I didn't watch any Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> what did I watch? I watched. Uh, I honestly, right now, I'm only watching two shows. I'm watching Walking Dead and Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. How how is it? Oh, it's so good. Really? Yeah. Yes. It's Eleven so whatever the fuck sixty three. Huh? Eleven whatever the fuck sixty whatever the fuck, as I refer to it whenever I talk about it in conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great show. I'm really enjoying it. I'm happy that it's a mini series and we're just gonna be one good story to watch yeah do they do they have anyone playing jfk like does do they ever explicitly show jfk or no 
so that's what's really cool. They had a shot. He goes to a... You haven't really seen him much yet, because it's not 1963 yet. He goes back oh, to 1960, so there's three years. He waits there three years? Yeah. Holy fuck. That's what makes his story. Yeah. Um... Because it's he goes back three. He shows up in 1960. He's got three years to go. He's got a good chunk of information by the guy who had been doing the exact same thing that uh-huh. sort of like gave him the the quest, yeah. so to speak. So he's got three years to take the information he has, uh, even though he loses a big chunk of it in the in the fire, of course. And uh, um, so it's a lot about Lee Harvey Oswald, huh? And about you know. Just him being in the 60s. And then, yeah. uh, anyway, so thus far, the only time you've seen JFK in the show, he goes to see a JFK uh, presidential campaign speech. Mm. And they digitally placed footage of the actual campaign speech into the shot of the entire arena. Holy shit. And you can tell a little bit because like, there's a little, like, on stage it gets a little blurrier when yeah, around yeah. JFK. But it's definitely the original... Wow. Footage of the campaign speech, which That's is impressive. It's really cool looking. Yeah, because it's definitely not an actor. It's the actual footage. That's really damn cool. It's very cool. And then obviously they had to like take the shot from the right angle so it all match up and everything. And Lee Harvey Oswald knows a lot about that. Yep. Taking the shot from the right angle. Sure does. <laughs> or does he? <laughs> uh, so anyway. Hashtag yeah. mystery. That's a fantastic show. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. No, I, I, I genuinely really want to watch that show it's very good it's and they you know it's not network or anything so it's yeah they can do whatever they want which is cool it is cool i like I, I, this feels like hulu's first like genuinely you know uh disruptive programming in terms of like you know kind of like netflix had original programming for a little while but then house of cards came out and that kind of changed the game for yep. them yep this feels kind of like hulu's house of cards you know yeah, or totally. like yeah. amazon was transparent although that's the thing this is it's not it's gonna be done yeah. Not, they can't do more. I mean, they can obviously it's start not doing serialized. Yeah, they can start doing more uh, shows, other shows. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's like you know, it's it's sort of a show of force when you can have a show that is that successful and that well executed. Oh, absolutely. Because then it shows more, you know, that you that you are capable of these things, and so then it convinces yeah. more creators. You know what I mean? With a name like J.J. Abrams and Stephen King oh, and, and James, James Franco, Franco. Yeah, it's like I think that's probably going to be really attractive to more creators. Wait, so who was who was? I can't remember who was. Seth Rogen gonna do uh, Preacher? Was that an FX? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on FX. Okay. Yeah, and they they actually released some new steel uh, steals stills from Preacher. Some still shots. Looks fucking bad ass. I know. I'm really excited. Dominic for that. Cooper looks so good. I'm super excited I'm for that. Excited for that. One. Oh God. When is when when are we gonna get that? Uh, I think it's this fall. Either this fall or like late summer. Great. Yeah, it's coming up. I'm so excited. That's cool. Um. No, I haven't been doing much else. I've been reading Stephen King's uh, his new short story compilation book. Which was, oh yeah, what was it called? I don't remember. <laughs> Stephen King's short story compilation book. He releases one every couple of years, so that's cool. They all blur together, but Stephen King has really beady eyes and a large head. By the way, I never like I've never taken too much time to look at Stephen King's face, but every time I see it, I'm like, ooh. He is a goofy looking dude. Yeah. He was uh he was so he was in uh the Twilight Zone movie. Really? Uh-huh. Played a farmer who like found some weird space goop. Like some asteroid landed on his farm and oh. when he touches it, it like moss grows on him and he turns into a like a moss monster. <laughs> 
Swamp Thing. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's cool. I never yeah. watched the Twilight Zone movie. Well, he was in uh, The Stand, the TV adaptation. Never watched that either. I my my Stephen King consumption is pretty minimal. Mine's pretty thorough. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know from the past episodes. Series of The Shining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he pretty much shows up if just as a cameo. He's like the Stanley of his own books. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I was Stan Lee before Stan Lee was Stan Lee. No, you know I regret not. I mean, I, there's two sides to it. One, I, I regret not reading eleven twenty two sixty three because mm-hmm. when he released it, I was like, I don't know, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. And now that I'm watching, I'm like, well, fuck, I should have read that because it's really good. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't now. I can't read it. Yeah, because it spoils. I don't want to ruin the TV show. Yeah. Um, you read it afterward, though. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. How many? It's eight episodes, right? Eight episodes, and they're halfway. Halfway. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. That means shit's getting good from there. They're, the they're the last episode wasn't the best, wasn't the strongest, the but it set up a lot of character stuff. So yeah, that means they're 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 crossing the Rubicon, man. It's it's uh, it's it's going it's going pretty uh, intense from here. Whoop. Did they? I mean, did 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 James Franco get to like a rock bottom point last episode? No. Is it building to one? I think there's going to be one next episode. I think there will be one soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely like it definitely seems like there's going to be a moment where uh, shit's going to go down. Yeah, that's kind of. But here's the thing: as I've read enough Stephen King to know that shit will go down. Oh, of course, <laughs> shit will go down, and it's going to be rough. Yeah, like yeah. I'm re- I'm re- the story I'm reading right now is called Ur. He actually released it for uh, Amazon Kindle promotion. Huh. They asked him; they wanted him to write a story that involved an Amazon Kindle. Uh, <laughs> For the Amazon Kindle release, <laughs> so they could, you know, yeah, be a, whatever. But um, it's a weird request. Yeah, but it's fucking good. It's really? a great story, and everything's okay right now. And uh-huh. I, I'm just like it, that. It brings oh, the tension boy. up even more. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, this is yep. gonna be bad. Matt gets the end of the story, and it's like, yeah, no, the guy bought an Amazon Kindle, and uh, everything was okay. No, so check this out. <laughs> so here's how cool. Here's how cool the story is. So he buys an Amazon Kindle. Uh huh. And it's got, uh, uh, they're all white, but he, like, somehow in the mail the next day gets a pink one. Huh. And uh, there's a little, like, icon on it that's called Ur, just U-R. Uh-huh. And when he clicks it, it's got a database of every single book written by all the famous authors from every multiverse. Jesus. So it's like, he's like looking up uh, Hemingway's books and there's like, you know, all these unre- books that Hemingway wrote in other universes that they can access on this thing. Holy hell. And, uh, and then it, and then, then they find out that they can also start reading news from other universes. So they start seeing what happened in all these other different universes. Like that's cool. You know, a universe where during the Cuban missile crisis, the world was destroyed huh. uh, or like a universe where Palin is president. Uh, I mean, just it, anyway. It's that's really cool. It's a really cool story. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely it. recommend it. Huh? Yeah. So that's the thing. Stephen King, his books can be long-winded and and kind of kind of rough to get through sometimes. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Depending on the book. I mean, because I read Under the Dome, which is like a seventeen hundred page book, uh-huh. in three days. Is that so? The Under the Dome TV series was that a Stephen King adaptation? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. And. uh yeah, be, it, super long, but so absorbing and fast-paced and interesting. Huh. Whereas when I tried to read the Tommy Knockers, it was like 
fuck this book. Fucking kill me. Yeah. That's how I So bad. Go. He must have started writing really young. Because he, he does not look as old as I would expect Stephen well, King. Well, so, you know, he's he got popular in the 70s. Yeah. I think he wrote The Gunslinger when he was like Ten. 16. Are you, oh, holy shit. Well, so the gun, yeah, so The Gunslinger was a poem he wrote. Yeah. He wrote a poem and then but he... I think his first published book was Carrie. Shining. Was Carrie. Shining? Maybe it was Carrie. It was either one of the two. I'm, I'm either way, sure. that's a fucking bang up job of a first book. Jesus. Both yeah. of them. All of his original... All of his books from the 70s are movies. Yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like if, if either one of those was his first book, that's a fucking yeah, his, crazy His first job. books were Carrie, The Shining, Pet Cemetery, Cujo. Fuck. Um... And he was, and how old do you think he was when he first published? These are all in his 20s. Yeah. God damn. I wish I had that much creativity. If you want to read one of the greatest sort of like, sort of what, you know, writing is, read his book on writing. It's called, the book is called On Writing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, shit. I didn't even know that existed. Definitely. You know, I'm not a writer and it was amazing just to read it and just to hear how his process, how Mm. stories come together, how characters come together, how... I love creative process. I love hearing it's, about that. That's an amazing book. Yeah, I'd recommend that. That's awesome. I anyway, read, I yeah. read Brian Brian Michael Bendis's book recently, Words for Words for Pictures. Uh huh. That shit was dope. Yeah. He, I mean, if if there's anything Brian Michael Bendis was meant to do, it's to teach about writing. Yeah, that's what he does, right? Yeah, yeah. He he teaches at I think it's like uh, Portland Institute or some shit like that. But yeah, he yeah. he teaches how to write uh, for sequential art. Yeah. So. That's cool. Uh, should we should we kick it into our reviews? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, it's time for the review. Oh yeah, there's a little little bit a little bit of transition music there. Yeah. Uh. Um, Rachel, you pitched this week's book, so why don't you lead us in with why you pitched it and uh, and what some initial thoughts were on it? Um, I pitched it because I remember. And what is this week's book? Original Sin. By Jason Aaron. There we go. And Mike Diodato. Who's my new take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pitched it because I remember when it like started coming out. And I just thought it was interesting. And it was at a time where I wasn't really reading superhero stuff. Uh-huh. And I thought that was just an interesting idea of who killed the Watcher. Yeah. And... I like the mystery of it. It's more of a whodunit. Yeah. With superheroes. Definitely. Which is amazing. Hell yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. At the time, I just didn't really think of superheroes as being that type of story. Yeah. So that's kind of what drew me to it. Okay. If that makes sense. No, yeah. It's very unique for the genre, especially for it to be a crossover event book. Event books are typically, you know, giant, crazy, you know, massive fight sequences for for weeks. Which I didn't know it was a crossover event. Oh, really? Until you mentioned it before. I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's in the middle of all this shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I remember when it was coming out, it was like every single series had like this original Sin tie-in. And I was like, Jesus. I I did read the Thor and Loki tie-ins. What'd you think? Uh, I actually liked it because I've read um, Angela. Oh, okay. And so I didn't really know kind of where she came from. Yeah. 
because in her story, she starts off with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I keep seeing her so, crop up. And yeah, it's like, so what I was the hell? just always really confused by it. Like, I wanted to like it, but I just didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And now I do. So it's way more interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I fucking love this book. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> so did you read any crossovers? I, I didn't. I, I meant to, and then Hickman kind of stole my... So, so I've got all the crossover info pulled up if we want to dive into a little bit of that as we okay. go. But. Yeah, and let's, uh, so really quick spoilers for Original Sin Ahead. So now you know kind of our general opinions of the book, but like we are about to spoil the shit out of this. So if you haven't read it yet, which we gave you plenty of time, so yeah. fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing is, so if you haven't read it, which uh, you should, definitely stop listening because this is one where you it's it's you're gonna lose a lot by yes by spoiling it yeah don't. because we're not gonna give you the lead up the setup because no. because in essence being a whodunit you really don't want to lose that and yeah. it's and it, it keeps you guessing the whole time and it's really really smart about it the mystery is the value of the story yeah, absolutely yes, definitely um yeah so if you if you have any intention of reading this story don't keep listening if you haven't read it um well, no. Read it right now. Yeah. We'll wait. Cool. Now that you've read it. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, yeah, no. Fuck. First of all, okay, Mike Diodato's art. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, his art's... His, his, I, I, I think he's easily one of my favorite Marvel artists. He is now for me. I, I had never... like I, I'd heard the name before, but I didn't have any art style to associate with the name. I just never was like, yeah. you know, cognizant of it. Yeah. Um, I was so damn impressed. Yeah, it's really good. It, it fit yeah. extremely well. A big, like, test for me on, like, you know, kind of how I like an artist is usually uh, Captain America is a big, like, close-ups on Captain America's face when he's, like, wearing his helmet and stuff like that. That, for me, is a lot of times a big, like, indicator of how much I like the style. Because it's kind of, it's a very layered look, you know. it's 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 got to be exactly right to look like a helmet and to still not look like it's too big for his face or anything like that. And so, like, his Captain America, any close-up on Captain America's face is, like, for me, it was, like, stunning. Yeah, I really like his T'Challa. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it looks very cool. All of his stuff, because Gamora looks really good. Yeah, and yeah. the coloring was damn good in this book, oh, too. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I think that's. I think this is definitely a highlight of that this this whole era of Mar- Marvel that we kind of mentioned earlier. Yeah, the the Marvel Now era. Because I remember when it was coming out and it wasn't getting a lot of hype or anything. Uh huh. And I so I read it as it was released, and I was like, "What the? F- why would people not want to read this? This is fucking amazing!" Hell yeah! And I think it is a little bit of crossover exhaustion. A little bit, but well, because it was coming right off the heels of Infinity, right? Yep. Yeah. I get that. Although the the good thing about Original Sin is the crossovers are all. No, that's not true. They're primarily uh, uh, mini, mini. Uh, yeah. What what's the word I'm looking mini for? Miniseries. Miniseries. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and they're they're not all like super. They're not too consequential to the the overall story. Absolutely not. Uh, well, so that's well, they are. They are, but you don't like. It. You don't need them, but they are pretty important yeah. to understand the development of the characters. I guess the, as you go through it. Yeah, I guess. I guess what I mean is like. Well, no, no, no. Here's what it is. They are if you want to understand the characters after Original Sin, if you're going to keep reading. Yes. You can read Original Sin, the main run, the, eight, enjoy the, the eight issue, and then totally enjoy it. But if you wanted to keep reading Marvel after it, it's critical to read all the all the one-offs. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. I want to go back and read those crossovers, but I haven't yet. So, 
What all? I mean, uh, you guys have read a like Matt. Did you read the the Iron Man and Wolverine or whatever it was? Iron Man and Hulk. Iron Man and Hulk. I read all the crossovers. All oh, you read all of them? Wow. Yeah. Not this week. I've read them all in the past. I remember most of them. Yeah. So, uh, what what were the highlights for you of those crossovers? Well, so that's what I was going to get into because generally the crossovers all deal with what secrets were told when that when. Well, let's give a plot overview first. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the the series starts out, and uh, I don't remember exactly. Somebody finds Uatu dead on the moon. Oh, uh, Nova finds yeah. Uatu dead on the moon. Which, okay, issue number zero was incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good damn issue. Yeah. Especially because, like, Nova doesn't even, like, play a part in the rest of the series. But, like, no. having him as that introductory character was actually really good. Fantastic I think so too. setup. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, he finds him dead, and then uh, there's some sort of unknown figure who gathers three separate teams of superheroes. One team is uh, Doctor Strange and Punisher, which is, like, a great odd couple. Holy hell, yes. <laughs> yes. That was so fun. Uh, the other team is uh, T'Challa, um, uh, Emma Frost, and... Uh, why am I blanking on the third one? Let's see. T'Challa, Emma Frost, and... Fuck. Was it... Oh, it's that one dude. Um... I, I can't even think right now. Totally blanked me on who the other <laughs> character was with him. I could pull it. I could pull it up. Um, oh, wasn't it uh, Bucky? Wasn't Bucky with him? Was Bucky? No, with no, him? no, no. Bucky no. was with Moon Knight. Yeah. And Gamora and Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one other person. Yeah. Shit. Uh, oh, Ant Man. Oh, it was Ant Man, T'Challa, and Emma Frost. Yep, that's right. Um. Anyway, so he sends uh, he sends the uh, T'Challa Emma Frost team underground into the like you know cavernous uh, under underworld of Earth. He sends Strange and Punisher into these uh, you know the the Doctor Strange Nether realms, and he sends uh, Bucky and Moon Knight into space. Yeah, or they run into Gamora and Rocket. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then they all have their own three adventures. They're all they all sort of have very conflicting views of who th- they all sort of come to their own different conclusions as to who is shooting who is killing all these um under all these crazy you know beasts and just giant earth threats with yeah. with gamma irradiated bullets and uh meanwhile captain america and iron man and wolverine hulk are uh you know doing sort of like autopsy stuff in the background they're like the uh, csi crew almost yeah which i really like <laughs> I love that, and like, I liked I liked all the stuff that was like going on Earthbound as well. And while all this is going on, you have all the weird, strange, you know, uh, what what were those dudes called? The mindless ones, mindless ones. Yeah, yeah. So anywho, so they they're all trying to figure it out because Oatu's uh, eyes were missing, and then the orb, which is a guy with a giant eyeball for a head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, already in and of itself perfect. I fucking loved that. Holds up an eye and unleashes Uatu's secrets on everybody. And so all the characters that are in the radius are rev- have a, some, like, deep secret revealed to them. And then the, so the one-offs are generally talk, talk about those secrets. And I can, we can, we can, uh, if we want, we can go into what those secrets were. Because I don't, you probably don't know, Jason. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a ton. I I know a few of them, but like like for instance, I know about um, Angela. So yeah, but I, I I'm curious to know more about like what all those secrets were. Okay, uh, let me just pull them up real quick. Okay. I've got I've got a few screenshots from Original Sin that I found particularly entertaining. Like there was the one um, uh, 
with uh, when Iron Man is sitting there with his helmet on in his robe, uh, like working with uh, with Banner or whatever. Oh yeah, so good. You know, and he's <laughs> sitting there, and Banner just goes, "Tony, do you think maybe you should put some pants on?" <laughs> it's just like, so like for me, it's like, why the fuck are you wearing the helmet, but then yeah, a bathrobe of all things? It's so weird. Why the helmet? Yeah, and then when when the orb does take his like hood off or whatever, and it's just a fucking giant eyeball. Yeah, yeah, so brilliant. Um, okay, so the secrets revealed uh, are Captain America. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is it is revealed that uh, the Illuminati had wiped his mind to him? Yeah, which is huge, huge. Uh, and that, thankfully, that didn't, for whatever reason, that didn't stick in my mind. So then when I went back and read New Avengers, I had, like, no recollection of that. So it blew my mind when they did it all yeah. over again. Well, what I like about that is you get that, you get that, you know, that huge uh, reveal. But then for the rest of the comics, he just chooses to face the threat head on. Rega- yeah. Regardless of, uh, you know, this obvious betrayal that he's that he's gone through. Yeah, totally. No, he, yeah, like, for the rest, for the rest of the series, he's like... He's like fucking pissed at everybody. Um, Iron Man and Hulk sort of had the same uh, secret revealed, which is Iron Man uh, Tony Stark tampered with the gamma bomb that that turned Bruce Banner into the Hulk. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huge. That is huge. Huge. So that, wow. So then later, so after Original Sin, Hulk comes after Iron Man. Oh. Holy hell! Yeah, it's it's cool, man. It gets good. Yeah, I, I got, uh, like I don't crazy. I don't know if I want to like keep spoiling more. No, you're fine. Okay. Um, Thor's secret is that there's a tenth realm and that he has the sister Angela. Yeah. Um, the thing is revealed to him that uh, Johnny Storm had an opportunity to turn him back to normal and chose not to. Oh my god! It's, it, dude, it gets crazy. So Spider-Man is finds out that he has that the same spider that bit him bit somebody else and that she was hidden in a bunker. Oh, that for was the last oh, silk, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, a couple ones that are, you know, not that interesting. After that, Deadpool, uh, Deadpool finds out he has a kid. Yeah. Um, Nova finds out that uh, that there was a group of Novas called Supernovas that were out murdering the actual Novas team. Holy hell! So it kind of ties back into more about his dad. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite secret revealed is Lockjaw. It's revealed that there, that he forgot that he had a really large bone buried somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Fucking love lockjaw. That's amazing. Uh, and there's a couple more, but those are the those are the the, the big highlights are uh, Hulk, Captain America, and Iron Man. Yeah, and Thor. I guess that's pretty big, but that's so crazy. Yeah, because the Spider Man one then leads into the Spidey Verse. Yeah, which was uh, kind of a hot mess, but yeah, I heard that. Yeah. That that's crazy. They're like some of those are fucking huge. Yeah. The 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 Hulk Iron Man Hulk. one is the biggest one. Yeah. And that's that, huge. So the Hulk Iron Man comic series is all takes place in the past. That's it's just that story. Holy hell. Oh. And it's really intense. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. That's crazy. I had so I had in this in this entire issue or series Jason Aaron's really good at just having like these really amazing moments between characters. There was there's a bunch of interactions, um, like this one between the Punisher and Bucky Barnes, where Bucky has like the worst diss I've ever heard on the Punisher, where like 
so this is right when they're they're uh they think that Bucky like they're at Nick Fury's um hideout on the moon or whatever, or on his satellite or whatever um and then they all think that Bucky is like behind it or whatever right because Bucky had just decapitated the LMD he just, yeah he just yeah. decapitated the yeah. LMD and so then Punisher's like never liked you Barnes now I know why get on your knees while you still got him and then Bucky just goes. <laughs> I'm not some corner dope pusher, Frank. Uh, I'm not some corner dope pusher, Frank. And I'm not afraid of a man who can't protect his own children. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think what I like so much about it is like they get they get pretty gnarly with each other. <laughs> it's so amazing. Like the interaction with uh, uh, one of my favorite moments is when uh, Nick. Well, this is we're gonna, gonna be fun. We're gonna get into okay. So definitely. So. So at the end of the uh, series, uh, not quite the end, it is revealed that uh, Nick Fury was the shooter of Uatu, mm. uh, but for not the reasons you might think. Yeah, Nick he put Fu- him out of his misery. Yeah, Nick Fury is this man on the wall who uh, sort of protects the Earth from intergalactic and interdimensional Which threats. Is- the fucking the coolest reveal I've ever seen in any comic. That's the oh, best yeah. secret to come out of the original sin was. Fury has been living this double life for the entire history of 616. So cool. Like, traveling through different dimensions and all throughout space, sniping the shit out of, like, yeah. threats for the Earth, you know? Yeah. yeah. So cool. It's, it kind of ties into the same reason I love New Avengers. is like all this stuff, like, just protecting the Earth, you know, and doing the things that the heroes, you know, wouldn't be comfortable doing. Um, so, anyway, so he's telling everybody that he, that he was the secret guy that brought them all, all the different teams together. Mm-hmm. With the intention of choosing one of them, oh, because they find him and he's like old as fuck, n- super old and about to die. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so they're all, he's kind of like he's telling them all, you know, I brought you all here because I believe mm-hmm. that any one of you could be the next man on the yeah. wall. And he's like, for obvious reasons, I didn't bring, you know, I didn't invite Steve Rogers because there's no way he'd be comfortable with this, and and so on, and like well, these and are like, the ones. Well, or he chose not to choose Black Widow because he said she would be perfect, except for. He is happier with where she's at now than yeah. changing her back into what she came from. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah. No, it was. And then and that gives more reason why there's all these odd teams. You know, Moon Knight, Punisher, yeah, totally. yeah. Gamora. Just yeah. But no, it's when he's talking to him and he says, uh, "You know, I brought you all here because I think you're all worthy." Yeah. Except for the raccoon. I don't know. I don't know how he yeah. got here. <laughs> he just showed up. He just showed up. I love that first gun when, uh, or that first moment when raccoon shows up and they're like, Moon Knight's like, we had to catch a friend. We had to catch a ride with a friend of hers. And Emma Frost looks down. She goes, what the hell? And then he's standing us to punish her. And he's like, nice pop gun, skull boy. Step yeah. aside. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't supposed to be there. Fucking brilliant. I, but I love that he just randomly shows up. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I love, I love too, like, fucking Ant-Man. The fact that Ant-Man was involved was another reason that's like, what yeah. the hell? And, like, <laughs> the interaction with he and Doctor Strange, everyone starts fighting, and Ant-Man's, like, sitting there like, uh, so does this mean we're supposed to? And then Doctor Strange is just like, I'd rather not. He's like, okay, <laughs> good, awesome. Cooler heads it is. Uh, I'll, I'll space and stand down, I repeat. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. my God. Fucking amazing. But uh yeah, God. Just yeah. Every every little little moment in this book is is just pure gold. So I have a question. I don't know if you guys I mean I think I'd probably be the most the one who would probably know the answer, but uh huh. I don't know the answer and as to why Doctor Midas looks like the thing. Oh, that confused the shit out of me. 
Yeah, I, I didn't get I just, that. Because I, I, I assume he's from Fantastic Four-verse, because it seems like a... I mean, he just strikes me as an FF villain. Yeah, me too. I, I've never encountered Dr. Midas in anything else. And I kind of liked... I did, that was one thing I liked about it, too, was that the villains in this were just some total C-listers. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I loved that. Yeah, I Dr. Mean, Midas, orb? Exterminatrix, the orb. Like, yeah. that's it. What the fuck? Yeah. Where did these people come from? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three randoms who end up, you know, through a sequence of events, killing the Watcher, basically. Yeah. 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 Fuck, yeah. dude. That's hard. That was a cool. I, I really liked the end when uh, everything's sort of going down and uh, there's the circle of Watchers watching. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was hard. really creepy. Yeah. Holy hell. But then, like, it's really sad, too, when yeah, it shows totally the sad. one crying. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. It's fucking it's hard-hitting as hell. Yeah. It was rough. I, you know, and I was as I was going through it the second time, I was thinking, like, I, I, I bet you part, part partly why they took Uatu out of the f- picture mm-hmm. was for this whole Secret Wars thing. Definitely. To just sort of, you know, they could ignore him. But you know what? Like, let's make it. Let's 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 broaden the depth of the verse by actually killing him. Totally. No, I love that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so this is where uh, this is also where Thor becomes unworthy. Yes. And uh, oh, we still yeah. we still don't know what Nick what, Fury yeah. said to him. It still hasn't been revealed. It still what hasn't Nick been revealed. Fury said to him that moment, if ever revealed. That moment to me was like a big. Th- was like the fuck yeah. just happened? Oh yeah. Well, I really like that not only you felt that, but every single character is like, what is going on with Thor right now? Yeah. Like, why is he sitting there not being able to pick up his hammer? Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. That shit was insane to me. Like, I'm reading that, I'm like, wait a minute. What the, yeah. What? How, yeah. How the fuck does Nick Fury make Thor, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Because it's, like, it's like, you're thinking, like, if he was unworthy, then he would already know he was unworthy. You know, nothing Nick Fury would whisper to him would make him that. But then you're like, well, I mean, what yeah. the fuck? There's a yeah. very, very funny Reddit thread about what was said to Thor. Oh, I, I actually read that <laughs> yeah. the other day, and it was it's, it's, amazing. It's pretty ridiculous. I need the link to this. I just, it is I just looked incredible. up what did Nick Fury tell Thor, and it, that was one of the things that popped up. But really? Yeah. I need to... Okay, I'm going to do a search for that. That's pretty fucking... It's that pretty. Awesome. It's pretty great. They're pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and I like that it ends with... Thor on the moon yep. trying to pick up his hammer yeah, totally. yeah. and then the next Thor starts off right there on the moon so it, it's just that's cool it's awesome yeah it was quite good and that is that is a, a damn good like ending point where it's just like this the futility you know like just this total utter like meaningless effort that Thor or fruit, fruitless effort I guess is the better word for it like the Thor is just sitting there determined to pick up his hammer even though he's there's no fucking oh, yeah. way he's going to pick it up. And he continued that for, like, ever. Jesus. just pick up the hammer. He's still Yeah, did you moon. start the... Oh, you're probably not. You're probably going sequentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dive into the Thor run after it, with where it starts off with Lady Thor. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Thoris. Thoris. <laughs> yeah. it, it's uh, awesome. It is really, really good. So now, <laughs> I, I pulled up that Reddit thread. The top comment is... I think he just tunged his ear hole really, yeah, appro- yeah. really inappropriately. <laughs> ways unbefitting to a Viking god. Yeah, it's so good. There's a lot of good. <laughs> There's ones. a lot of good ones in there. Yeah. And then you're a clone made by Tony Tony Stark. Just kidding. That's a road we don't want to go down again. Hell, might count as two roads we don't want to go down again. 
Yeah, it gets great. Uh, yeah, they're really good. Um, no, I I just think it's a great. Uh, I don't know. I really like I like Marvel big Marvel events. I I like killing characters off. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, as cool as Uatu always was, not a bad character to kill off either. Not at all. No, it was a great yeah. choice. Yeah, <laughs> I love that somebody puts Shazam. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's like I mean that's the perfect effect that that would have. It's so good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, this this series is awesome, and it's been a while. Like before this, it had been a while since I had read a Marvel comic that I genuinely was like super invested in. Yeah, and so this was a a very welcome welcome book to read. Yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, going through and reading the 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 tie-ins. Yeah, uh, particularly the Iron Man. Hulk one, uh, the Thor Loki one's really good. I I really liked it. Yeah, um, the Spider Man stuff's pretty cool. I liked it. I thought Silk was a cool character, so I was into that. Yeah, that's a cool. I didn't know how Silk was introduced, and so that's a really cool introduction. Yeah, the Deadpool one's really cool. Deadpool learns he has a kid. That was another one, like because I read um, I read a Deadpool series. I can't remember which one, but it was like I, it was always oh, like the the flashback one or whatever, where it talks about like his kid and stuff, and I was like the fuck Deadpool has a kid yeah so that's cool this is where this this is where that came from yeah that's the thing that's the thing with this whole you know with the Marvel Universe is there's with the whole I mean we're just gonna keep coming I mean we can just we might as well call it the Hickman era yes um well yeah because he was the one that was kind of forming it yeah uh is it it's all it's it's it is all so interrelated that it's uh you kind of have to read it all sequentially. It's, it's it's there's not a lot of easy jumping points. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's a prime example of why I have a hard time wanting to jump into other universes like the DC universe is because yeah the reason I get so much out of the Marvel universe is because you've been you, know, you, you have know, so much history behind and it. Well, and you 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 stay up to date with it. Yeah, because there's so much content. If you wanted to like. Like you're diving in right now, you're diving into this Hickman verse. Yeah, but you're probably only going to scratch the surface because I don't think totally. you're going to read every single run oh, that came out no. over that whole time. There's just too many. Yeah, I don't have enough time in the day to do that. You know which one you should read though is the Black Widow series. Oh, I did. I read the first trade of that, and then a few issues beyond. I think I read up to like issue thirteen. That, that shit was good. That's good. I love the art in that one. Yeah, Phil yeah. Noto is incredible. Yeah. Uh, although I've heard so, I actually today I bought issue number one of the new Black Widow by Mark Wade and Chris Somney because uh-huh. I've heard it is amazing. Oh, nice. So, like, everybody is, like, raving about it. Because that's the creative team behind the Daredevil run yeah. that was going on for so long. Which was super good. Which was, yeah, crazy good. Apparently, like, this Black Widow series is, like, some of Mark Wade's best works. So oh, far. wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. And it's and it's in issue one. <laughs> so. Um, that's actually oh, something I liked. Is that new? Yeah, it just barely started. Oh, And it's okay. I guess it's going to be, I can't remember if they, it, it might be bi-monthly, it might not, or bi-weekly. Um, I'm not positive, but. But yeah, it's it's supposed to be just fantastic. So I bought that like literally right before I came over here. <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say, Matt? Uh, I was gonna jump back into originals. Well, another thing of original sin that I really liked was that the Hulk got taken out every single time. Yeah, like like yeah, yeah it's almost as almost as if like yeah, he's too powerful. Let's just we're just every scenario that he's gonna pop up, we're just gonna take him out. Yeah, we don't have a Hulk. Mm-mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's cool. Um. Well, is there? Uh, I guess should we should we go ahead and rate the book and then jump into the pitches? Sure. All right, uh, Rachel. Since you uh, since you pitched it, let's uh, let's go ahead and get your rating. 
Uh, I'm too tired right now to come up with something, <laughs> something clever. clever. Yeah. So I will just say uh, eight out of ten. You know, ten not bad. I'm trying right now to come up with something clever, but <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a. So this is this is one of my all one of my favorite Marvel uh, events of all of all of them I've ever read. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it a seven out of seven deadly sins. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten realms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because nine was the previous ceiling, yeah. but this one took yeah. it to ten. Yeah, yeah. What a- nice, nicely done. You're welcome. Um, all right, I guess it's time for the pitches, bitches. That's a really bad transition music. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, this is a DC week. Um, so it's time. Uh, it's it's been a little while since we've talked about a DC book, so it's good uh, good little time for it. Um, we didn't get a, a pitch from Josh this week, unfortunately, um, but we did get a pitch from Mitch. Uh, neither of them were able to get Mitch's pitches, bitches, Mitch's pitches, bitches. Um, so we'll start with Mitch's pitch. Uh, Mitch, uh, which he's pitched this once before, uh, he's pitching Superman Red Sun, which is by Mark Miller. Uh, I can't remember who did the art, Dave Stewart or something like that. Um, but it's, you know, Superman, his uh, his rocket ship lands in Soviet Russia rather than landing in uh, Kansas. So he becomes a totalitarian military tool. Um, and uh, beyond Mitch's, uh, I guess, who should we start with this week for the pitches? I don't know. Should it be me? Go for it. All right, I'll Go. start. My pitch... I, I thought about this real long and hard, and I sat in the comic book store kind of flipping through pages on a lot of stuff, because I was like, you know, I know DC really well, and for me, I know the stories that I enjoy the most, but obviously the stories that I enjoy the most, a lot of them are because I have a super deep history with DC books. So, I was like, okay, I don't want to pitch, you know, something continuity heavier that requires a lot of, like, background knowledge on these characters, I kind of want something that shows the depth and the quality of the DC universe and something that gives a good introduction to know what makes these characters great, you know, what what makes the DC universe so entrenching. Um, and and I, I kind of went back to a, a comic book series that I... It's a, a miniseries that I absolutely love that was actually eventually adapted um, to an animated movie. Um, but it's uh, it's DC The New Frontier by Darwin Cook. And this was Darwin Cook basically taking um, the all the DC characters and going back to what originally made these characters so appealing. Um, so he wanted to take you know the the main Justice League: uh, Superman, Green Lantern, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, um, and then a bunch of other kind of ancillary DC characters like Doctor Fate, Martian Manhunter. Actually, Martian Manhunter plays a big part to this, but um, but he takes them back into the like the Silver Age, the the kind of middle ground, Golden Age, Silver Age era of comic books and really goes back to the very beginning of what made them so appealing. Um, and you get quite a bit of, of kind of their origins and um, some really just, just heartfelt absolute love for these characters in a way that is very easily accessible because it's taking you back to the, the formation of the justice league um, in, in sort you know, in, in, sort of ways um and i won't get too in depth into how that all plays a factor um but the art darwin cook's art is is very throwback you know it's 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 that that more simplistic and and kind of colorful art 
um, that harkens back to the golden age of comics. And uh, with, you know, with modern age coloring and stuff like, stuff like that, it really makes it pop. Um, and so I think the art combined with the writing and, and just the love of these Justice League characters really makes it awesome for me because I think it's a great way to get to know and love uh, these characters in, in a, a different way than some of the newer comic books would, would lead you down. So for me, it's like if, I, if I'm looking at something to introduce somebody to the DC Universe and especially the Justice League, um, that's one of the stories that I would start with. So that was my pitch. Absolutely loved it, and it's got a great animated movie to go along with it. So, uh, so that's my that's my pitch. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I guess, uh, Matt, you're, you're up next. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pitch Jeff Lemire's Animal Man because it sounds cool. I've heard great <laughs> things about Jeff Lemire's Animal Man. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, I don't know what I would. I guess Volume One. Yeah, yeah, and no, it's it's pretty <laughs> simple and straightforward. Uh, I think Volume One is I can't remember if it's issue one through six or one through seven. Um, from I the New Fifty Two, I think it's six. But six. it was on a you know, so I'm I have to go to uh, Google to learn about what DC Comics are higher uh, have higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reviews and others, and that one seems to be highly reviewed. Yeah, no, Jeff Lemire's a great writer. Animal Man's a great character created by Grant Morrison. Um, of course, <laughs> <laughs> take some drinks. Take some drinks. Um, yeah, a few drinks because I love Jeff Lemire. Hell yeah! Uh, no, that sounds cool. I mean, I you know, it seems like he's somewhat in the Swamp Thing world. Yes, and that's is. that is the only world I'm familiar with in he's DC. The red so. and Swamp Thing is the green. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's so, all the mystical kind of. Right. And so that sounds cool. I'm into that. Yeah. Like to, I'd like to check that out. I probably will still check it out because it sounds interesting. I think you should, and it's and it's something that yeah, it's not continuity heavy. It doesn't rely any other knowledge. So, no. um, cool, awesome, riggedy Rachel. <laughs> uh, I am going to pitch Gotham Academy. Gotham Academy by Brendan Fletcher. Yeah, who it was? Brendan Fletcher. Brendan or Brandon, I couldn't remember. It's it's he or no? He co-writes it with um, Becky Cloonan. Uh, yes, that is correct. Yay! <laughs> Good job! Hooray! Hooray! Uh, I'm actually gonna steal your description of it because <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Harry Potter meets Scooby Doo. Uh huh. But in <laughs> Gotham. Yeah. Um, I read it quite a while ago, but mm-hmm. it was when I was first getting into DC. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a good entry point. Yeah. Because all you really need is some basic Batman knowledge. Yeah. But not even really that. Mm-hmm. We'll no, it's uh, not really. I mean, basically knowledge of Gotham. Like, just knowing yeah. that Gotham exists. Yeah. And just know who Batman and Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, and it's and it's another yeah, it's another side to that whole thing and it's 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 a very unexplored territory of that whole mythos. Yeah. But it, it is very Scooby Doo because yeah. it's kids trying to solve this ghost haunting <laughs> ghost. ghost and it's it's just fun. Yeah. And the art is awesome. I like, love the art it, style. It is cartoony, but it's not a bad cartoony. It fits yeah. the story. No, it's really, it's very like whimsical and, and yes, it's like child mysteries, which is, exactly. it's in a fun way, you know, like yeah. kind of a Pixar kind of way. Yeah. 
But I, I really enjoyed it. But it's been a while since I read it, and I'd like to get back into the series because mm-hmm. it's still going. Yeah. So I I will reread it Dope. anyways. But <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. And I just think it's a good story. No, it's good shit. And the, like it's Fletcher and Clunan both do a very good job of writing accessible comics. They're really fun, you know. Oh yeah. It is just fun. Yeah. That's you don't good. really have to think about too much reading. It's just a fun <laughs> yeah. read. Yeah. Um, okay. So for the picks now, uh, Mitch went with Gotham Academy. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah, he, he did. did yeah, he yeah, did. Because I, I'm ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm having a, I'm having a tough time. Like, cause Gotham Academy is one that I would, I would absolutely love to revisit. Uh, Jeff Lemire's Animal Man has been on my list for a long time, um, and Superman Red Sun is is absolutely a, a really good entry point because it, it kind of, in a weird way, since it's not Superman, it's a good way of understanding Superman. Um, it's <laughs> a tough call. Um, I'm gonna say from pure. From pure like DC springboard standpoint, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Red Sun. Matthew, you're up. Uh, I also Red Sun was my pick until Mitch took it out from under me. Yeah, I really want to read Red Sun. That sounds like a, such a cool comic. Yeah, uh, you've sold me on your New Frontier pitch. That sounds like something I'd like to read too. And Gotham Academy also sounds cool. Mm-hmm. So this is a tough pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I I I would like a a proper entry DC point, mm-hmm. I'm going to go New Frontier. Okay. Because I'd like to get a better, particularly going into a DCU. Yeah. DCCU. Yeah. How do they call that? DCEU. DC Extended Universe. That they called the movies. Yep. Okay. Going into that, I'd like to have. Seems like it'd be helpful to have a little bit more of a understanding of the the uh, cast of characters. I agree because it, it does have a lot of interplay between uh, between the characters that are going to be featured in this movie. Exactly. Um, I feel like I actually watched the New Frontier. I may have the TV show, the movie. You might have. I watched a couple DC movies. They were pretty good. Uh, their animated movies are fucking solid. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. Awesome. Riggedy Rach. Well, I pick Animal Man. <laughs> Just because I've read it, and I remember when I read it, okay. I was so excited uh-huh. reading it, uh-huh. and I've had nobody to talk to about it. <laughs> yeah, can I like change my vote to my own for Animal Man? Because <laughs> right now we're at each yeah, person. We're at each person. Yeah. Okay, so I'll change my vote for that then. We'll go to Animal Man. Um. I just want everybody to read it because yeah. it's so good. I do. I do. I would like to read it. I want to read all all the ones today. I've are ones that I feel like I'd like to read. Yeah, and I think they're. I think they were all actually really good pitches because they are all very accessible and they are all very good spots to like kind of jump in. Very different. Yes. It's very very different. We just got. It's almost like we got a whole cast of characters on this show, and they're <laughs> different different perspectives. Um. Yeah. No. And I like for for extra brownie points, you can watch the new Frontier animated movie. I don't think you quite get all of the character value out of it that you would out of reading the comic, but it's a really good animated movie to watch. 
some. Is but it on the Netflix? I know it was. It, it used to be. It's not anymore. Yeah. Oh. Um, but you know, there, there's, there's other ways to find it, and I think I might have it on in the TMBC movie library. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, so that's our our next uh, comic book week's pitch or or pick is uh, Animal Man by Jeff Lemire, Volume One, and then the movie for next time is The Lost World. Oh yeah, Jurassic Park: The Lost oh. World. There we go. Okay. Um, well, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Savage Line Podcast. Oh, uh, so we do. We're going to be doing. Um, we haven't quite figured out logistics yet, but we're going to be doing uh, end of the month comic book club something or other. Oh yeah, with, with Geeking uh, Out with Utah. Geeking Out Utah, which uh, which our co-host Mitch started. Yes, sir. Um, so we will keep you up to date with information regarding that. Uh, because you will be, I'm not, I think, yeah, for, I think for the, this idea, the idea is going to be, we are going to do a live recording. Yeah. That may end up being what it is. So we're still f- trying to figure out and hammer down all the logistics, but yeah, there'll be a geek hangout Utah comic book club that'll coincide with our comic book picks, um, every month, which would be cool. Cause then it, it gets some more outside opinions on first of all, what, what we're pitching and second of all, you know, kind of opinions on the books and stuff like that. So. Well, you can come hang out with us and watch us make asses of ourselves in person. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Do some live shows, probably at Watchtower Cafe on uh, 1600 De- South State Street. Yeah, definitely there. Okay, sweet. Yeah, where we've recorded shows before. We love uh, love Tui and Corey over there. So hopefully, and, and I'm guessing that they'll probably be involved in some way in a lot of them. Because um, I know they're both huge comic book readers. But so. hopefully this will get a little, also will get a little more uh, participation from you, Totes. dear listeners. Dear listeners. Uh, that's a Stephen King thing. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I do know that thing about okay. Stephen King. Um, yeah, no, because, yeah, show up and, and have some fun at the comic book club. Drink some coffee. And there's plenty there's plenty of space to move around at Watchtower. It's never really a cramped oh, yeah. area. So It's a very big area. Yeah. And then you can just stare at us. It's creepily. Oh, I forgot one of my catch-ups. Oh, yeah? I got Velociraptor socks. Those are some pretty sweet oh, Velociraptor socks. Oh, I love them. <laughs> I'm wearing all. Slytherin socks. Nice. And a Slytherin shirt. And a Slytherin shirt. I'm wearing an Adam West Batman shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we're all we're all just geeked out today. Um yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for uh sticking with us on this very long episode. Um Yeah. But uh yeah, so so look for details on our Facebook page and if you haven't already join the group Geek Hangout Utah on uh on Facebook. Um, if you're here locally with us, if not, we'll still have our recordings that you can enjoy. So it's uh, fun for the whole family. Well, not for the whole family. Don't, don't let your kids listen to the show. Yeah. We're kind of like on Deadpool level. Like I think you should let our kids, your kids listen to our show, but Jason doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) You can, you can let them sneak into our show. Yeah. You can let them sneak in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get mad at them if you, if they did. Yeah. Just, just give them a stern look like, Oh, you, Oh, you, if 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 they start asking questions about your, your, uh, your brother that you've you've been wor- wor- like worried about for a long time, <laughs> Jail- Jailbird Joey, Jailbird Joe. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. don't blame us. So yeah, don't blame us. 